welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow host, fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. We're back after week three. Yeah. 20% way through this bad boy. That's crazy. It's going by quick. I know, man. It's crazy. Because I love it so much. I know. It's going to be gone before we know it. It is, man. We're about to get to October. Baseball. You know, at least we can, it's going to go super quick. So we've got the Indians, the best team in baseball here. Ooh. We have, uh, you know, football going on. All kinds of stuff going on. There it is. Got my Indians postseason tickets. Cool, man. I'm now an Indian season ticket holder. And Brown Browns. season ticket holder. Just canceled my Cavs season tickets, which I don't know, man. Now they're, they're building that super team. I, just, I might have to re-up on that, too. D. Wade's up in there, too. I man. know. My complete free time is just sports. I, obviously. People people are like, do you watch TV shows? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> like, what do you do? I'm like, I watch sports all the time. Like, that, that occupies your time? I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, Good and plenty. Yep, there's time for about two other shows, maybe. Yeah. Squeeze, that's, that's about squeeze it. them in every once in a while. So, uh, week three's in the books. We get away with no really big major injuries besides the Darren Sproles injury. He's uh, he's done and likely done for the, his uh, career, most likely. Um, yeah, very, I mean, very for, impressive career, I must say. Oh, God, especially if you consider, you know, the guy's stature coming into the league and, and just all the stuff he had to overcome, really, to, to make it as a player in the NFL. If you based it on statistics alone, he'd be considered a Hall of Famer, almost. I mean, honestly, uh, I think it's all-purpose yards. He only needs like 150 to make like six all-time or something along wow. those lines. I didn't realize he was that high. Yeah, he's like he had a really solid career. I mean, a lot, obviously being in New Orleans really boosted it up sure, as well. Sure. Being a kick returner, you know, all-purpose yards, that's a right. big boost there as well. But, uh, yeah, most likely done. I mean, if he comes back on next year for a little bit, maybe just trying to get up there a little bit on the all-time list. But uh, very solid career for him. Obviously, now if you so it was a broken arm, and then he also on the same play also tore his ACL. He broke everything. Yeah, he just yeah. got broken. Yeah. Basically, he, he hit the button. He's like, yeah. I fallen. I can't get up. Yeah. Life alert. Life alert. Uh, but he is. Uh, he he's toast. He is. So what is uh, who are we looking at here? I mean, obviously, Wendell Smallwood. Yeah, obviously, pick up here. Smallwood is the guy. You know, the, on the first and second down carries, it's gonna be Legarrette Blunt and Corey Clement. And right now, it, oh my God, what you see out there. Blunt looked pretty good last week. He looked a little bit more shifty than uh, he has lately. But I think the team-wise, it seems like they've been trying to get out from under Blunt, like trying to find something better, and Clement hasn't, hasn't really stepped it up. But I think in pa- just because I'm passing down, Smallwood's going to be the guy there. Showed a little bit in the preseason, so he might even get a couple cracks at being the guy there as well. And I think they signed Kenyon Barner They as did. Well. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Too sure. bad he's uh, not good. No, no, he's a guy. I think they're just they're just signing for a little bit of um, kind of veteran reassurance. Okay. Not that he's been anything special, but but Smallwood's a guy there. Obviously, if you had Sproles and you were relying on him, you're pretty much in a bad spot anyway. So don't worry. Uh, it comes into a situation like that where sometimes an injury like that might even help you. Like when you're just barely like you had to put in the best roster and Darren Sproles is your best option. You're like, man, I got to put him in there, but I don't even want to win because I want Saquon Barkley on my team. (laughs) You know, and then this happens like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) You know, dynasty. Even when you're losing, you're winning. You're winning. That's the best part about it. Even when you're losing, like, hey, man, I'm going to get to next year's draft class is going to be stellar. 
I mean, I think it, I don't. It, I wouldn't say stellar after after this draft class, but it's going to be another. No, I would say stellar after it's this. Gonna be another pretty good draft wait, class. Wait to uh, about February of 2018, and we're going to be like, you're going to be like, you know, remember back in uh, late September, and you <laughs> said this class was stellar. You are correct, sir. You, are correct. you know, it's a really deep receiving wide receiver class. There's a couple tight ends. Obviously, the quarterbacks are going to be deep if you need quarterback, and that's going to be really what mixes up the draft. Those quarterbacks where they get kind of selected. Sure. Uh, obviously, I would just say you should wait on them. But even these running backs are looking pretty damn good, too. Obviously, this is way too early to start getting into that. But they're looking starting to look pretty fancy-pantsy. I've seen some mock drafts where they have up to six wide receivers going in the first round. That would be impressive. And, yeah, that that would probably set some sort of, you know, recent history record. That will likely drop by the time we get to the NFL draft. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so, yeah, Wendell Smallwood, he's the guy there. Tyler Eifert. Uh Hurt once again. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the sky is blue, water's wet. Tyler Eifert's hurt. Uh, Several week back yeah, injury. Yeah, it's not even a minor boo boo. No, it's like a serious, serious. Like the nurse sends you straight to the home, right. and don't come back to school because you had the Ebola. <laughs> so, so the guy there that they're going to be looking. It sounds like it um, to get more involved is another Tyler. Tyler, Tyler Croft. Croft. Yeah, yep. he's uh, been the backup there for so he's familiar sure. with the system, so he can come in and play. Not a huge boost. Uh, good to see that, you know, we were right with Bill Lazor. He comes in, A.J. Green gets the ball more, and Dalton looks a little bit better. And uh, and Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon looked uh, better. A little, yeah. You know, Jeremy Hill still started the game, but they actually, as the game went along, they actually cut him back. Sure. They need to come back a little bit more. Actually, you know, what they need to do is just take that rope and just cut those strings and let him just move on. Uh, he is, well, you're in a pterodactyl. Oh, no. <laughs> we have a fly in the studio. There is. Gentlemen. This is ridiculous. Yeah, nothing's more annoying than uh, a fly, and this one's a pterodactyl. It's, so it's huge. <laughs> it's trying to communicate with us. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Tyler Eifert's down, but we'll get to that Bengals game here shortly. So why don't we just get into the week and see what we learned from dynasty value? Maybe some guys we pick up from stashes, maybe some sells, maybe some uh, little chit chat about somebody. I know I want to talk about Cream Hunt for a little bit because he's looked. Uh, Sexy Rexy. He's looked cool, amazing. But let's go back all the way back to Thursday. Normally we say, hey, look out for those Thursday games because they could be duds. Yeah. This and one not was... milk duds, which are kind of okay, but duds is in. Horrible. Yeah. That sounds pretty terrible. Uh, the Rams and the 49ers. Two teams that you're like, you know what? I don't want none of that action. Any team that has Tavon Austin on it, I'm not happy with. But listen, Todd Gurley is like the number two overall fantasy running back. He is looks like the Todd Gurley coming out of Georgia that we loved. He looks fantastic, big, strong, explosive. Jared Goff is one of the top QBs in the NFL right now. Crazy to think. Yeah. Well, he was only the first overall pick. I know. You know, but people, hey, he didn't do good last year. He must be terrible, right? Right. Uh, you get Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher out of there. All of a sudden, the suckiness goes too. It's like a curse. Take you know, your 1992's curse. offense and beat it, Jeff yeah. Fisher. And your 1986 mustache while you're at it too. Don't forget uh, about that 1986 mullet. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, so, Todd Gurley is really taking his game up. You know, we we mentioned before we were way off on non-catching the football. He was actually had just as many targets as Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins in that game. Sure. Comes away catching five of seven targets for 36 yards and gets a touchdown in the receiving game. Huge boost. We're talking about 14 points strictly alone from there. Then he comes out, has two touchdowns on the ground, 113 rushing yards. Could be his all-time favorite best game oh yeah that was uh, i think the highlight of his uh fantasy career so far yeah i faced i faced him uh in a league of course you did because you talked crap well in my espn <laughs> uh league that's on the radio uh, uh and, I, and i saw it I was like 
we had the same thing last year. We faced a guy. Oh, every week we place we face career you know games. Right, sure. I'm like, up oh, here we go. I was like, hey, we just faced Gurley last night. Had uh, best game ever fantasy football. I was like, but don't worry, we're gonna overcome. We did. And, and did you? Of course, we did. Good. Yeah, Matt Prater with his 19 points. Nice. Kirk Cousins finally stepping up. There's a little conflict there. They want to bench Kirk Cousins for Trevor Simeon, and I'm like, listen, guys, listen to me. I'm the guru. I didn't say that, but yeah, don't. Say uh, that. I was like, no, we're not doing that. All right, I was like, Buffalo hasn't given up a touchdown to Pat quarterbacks all year. They and guess what? They still haven't given up a touchdown all year. Nice. So yeah, we came through. But Gurley looks really, really good out there. Sammy Watkins looked fantastic. You know that catch over the uh, when he was looking back, letting he's right, like, right over he, the show. Yeah, yeah, he was like a Pez dispenser. It was nice the way his head went back sure. so far. Give me that sweet, delicious cam- candy, Sammy Watkins. Because I mean, who doesn't love Sammy? Uh, we've been big proponents of Sammy for a while. Yeah, and even through the injury. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of made it through that, and we were kind of, everyone was kind of, hey, how's this how's this move to Los Angeles going to work out? It looks like it's starting to gel a little bit now. Yeah, Cooper Cup takes a little step back to these last couple of weeks. He hasn't been targeted as much. Right. I'd let that ship kind of, I'm if me personally, unless, unless I drafted Cooper Cup, I'm going to kind of hope that that continues for the, over the next couple of five, six weeks here. Just so I can get in on that action, right? He's a young, he's a young guy. He's definitely going to have ups and downs throughout this season. Um, so nothing to worry about. Yeah. So Jared Goff owners, if you're in a super flex league, you got to be happy about that. Todd Gurley, if you're an owner and you bought low on him, you got to be happy on that. I know. I said after week one, I was like, hey, maybe you think about selling Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. I retract that statement. I was incorrect. I was wrong. Todd Gurley's going to beast all year. And of course, you got Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins there. Then on the other side of the ball. You know, even Brian Hoyer comes through, has a solid game. Not not a great rate in like Jared Goff, but he does well. Uh, Carlos Hyde still looks fantastic. Right. I mean, especially considering how that day started off. I mean, I, th- I believe it was his first pass that was intercepted and almost pick sixth. Yeah, so, it, was, it was a rough one yeah. to get out of there. We, we You know, Carlos Hyde still catching footballs, running footballs. He's definitely a running back one on the year. And Pierre Garçon finally had a big game there. Uh, obviously, if you're in rebuild mode, that's a good game to try and get out from Pierre. Right, you know, comes through seven catches, one forty-two, no touchdown, but still a really solid game. Uh, if you've been trying to find a way to flip Pierre Garcon, obviously that's a good game to kind of get you backed up a little bit and try and get a pick out of it. Um, I'm trying to package him and get something maybe like a first. Like you got to get more to get that first. Right, right. But, I was gonna say you can't. I don't think you can get it straight up. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Not for Pierre Garcon. But uh, overall, like from fantasy production on a third Thursday game, I was pretty happy. Yeah, no, I mean, usually they are terrible, so, yeah, that was a lot better. Yeah, I was actually able to watch the whole game, which is uh, not usual for a Thursday night. It is Usually I hit the hay. Right. So let's get into Sunday. Um, Ravens, Jaguars. Ravens out there. This was the early morning um, um, London game, so if you weren't up early, you missed it. Yeah, you you missed uh, Joe Flacco's big 28-yard throwing game. Terrible, yeah. The, the entire um, team had 58 passing yards. Yeah, um, Flacco basically just, he mentally stayed in the United States. He's, his body was there, but he was not there uh, in spirit. You know? No, it's uh, that's two out of three games that Jacksonville's defense has looked really good. Yeah, they, They've been one of those sneaky defenses plays all year we talk about because of all the young picks on the team. Sure. And they've really started to step it up. You still get now. I was kind of shocked here. The most part, you know, you thought with Terrence West being out that Buck Allen would still get that big boost. But another game where they really started to utilize Alex Collins. Alex Collins is, yeah, he's, I I, I mean, I believe that was mostly in garbage time. but He uh, still got nine carries but over everybody got, else. Right, sure. uh, it would not surprise me if you want to make a sneaky move out there to get Alex Collins. 
couple weeks here, this guy might be the starter running back. He's still looking good. He had a long run there of 19. He averaged 9.1 yards per carry in that game. Right. He looks like, as a just a runner standpoint, their best option on offense. Too late to get on Terrence West there. That we had our little window there to get out Terrence West for the offseason when he was going to be the starter running back. Right now, he enters sandwich mode, where if you can get that succulent, <sighs> delicious sandwich, take it. Take it. And you can each get bite, it. savor it, knowing that you just bent that guy over. <laughs> Already then. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, but Buck Allen still holds advantage in the passing game. That's why he's going to be their PPR guy. Sure. He's their Wendell Smallwood. He's their Gio Bernard. He's their Duke Johnson. You know, he that's his role. Every carry that he gets out of the backfield is just more bread and butter. You hope he can bust off a 10-yard run to get you that one point. But he's still going to be viable in the passing game. Sure. Receiving-wise, it's still a hot mess there. You know, if you take away Jeremy Macklin's touchdowns that he had in the first two games, I mean, he's done almost nothing, right. honestly. Mm-hmm. You think with all those the 150 targets that disappeared with Steve Smith leaving that he would come in there and take care, advantage of it. Nobody is viable there in the receiving game. Mike Wallace is just a Mike dud. Wallace looks done, man. Jeremy Macklin's yeah. just not getting it done. He had a couple drops, a couple breakup passes. I'm not giving up on Jeremy Macklin. But for the most part, the Ravens' offense right now, it's a big piling heap of stinking doo-doo. I agree. Yeah, somebody needs to flush that down the toilet because nobody wants to look or smell at that. I think right now the only thing if you're going to be optimistic about is trying to maybe get some Alex Collins shares. I mean, they got to be pretty cheap because the sure. offense in the whole is terrible. Alex Collins is not looking good, but if you look at the last two games and you actually watch the games and watch him run, he looks viable. And this is a guy that we had kind of a sneaky – stash coming out of Arkansas, something that we kind of liked as a sneaky stash. So after last week, I'm ready to say go out there and trip, maybe see what you can get. Maybe kind of pull that cheap car salesman tactic where you get Al Collins as a secondary guy. Sure. And the first guy you know he'll give up. Right. But then you get him throwing Alex Collins on the side. Right. Side right. Piece. You basically make it look like you're going after the other guy and you're overpaying for that other guy. But really, you're going after Alex Collins and trying to get him as a throw in. Yeah, it's like one of those uh, caramel apple suckers sure. where you suck on the sucker and you, you the caramel's okay, you know, but then you get the sweet apple middle and you're like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. I mean, I like it. I like the caramel better, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on the flip side of that one, but all right, that's cool. See, I like it when <laughs> the top is apple and the bottom is caramel and then you get them both together. It's, it's okay. We just agree to disagree on that one. All right. Yeah. But no you like the caramel better. Yeah, no big deal. You know what I love caramel in? My Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. Yeah, that stuff's good. Yeah. Caramel, cream, ice, coffee, every morning. <sighs> Rich Dotson, cruising the streets, up-tempo. All looking, jacked up. Feeling good. <laughs> all right, come on. Looking good. <laughs> let's move on to the... Listen uh, to the radio about sports. That's all I do. Let's listen uh, to, uh, what is it, Broncos? I, I, thought, I thought my coffee was much better to talk about no, than the Ravens' on. offense. Let's move on. Uh, Jacksonville, Leonard Fournette. Still catching footballs on four targets, caught three of them for 21 yards. Again, a great sign. That's what kind of, when we had that weak window where I bumped him up a bit ahead of Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, which I still somewhat regret, uh, that where his bump cut came from because we really thought he was not going to catch any footballs. Right, right. And then all the reports came out that he was kind of doing, uh, he was doing a little bit more of that in camp. And they, and it's it's really, he's not getting like the six or seven that like a little PPR back is, but he's getting the huge volume in the rushing game, and now he's also getting you know three or four balls uh, thrown his way a game. So that's just a little extra added bonus. 
I think and I think long term, I think that's going to be something that can actually get better down the road as well. His receiving games. I still love right. Leonard Fournette. I still love Dalvin Cook, and I still obviously you got to love Cream Hunt. So this running back class still holds really strong. Is it going to be? It's going to be one to remember. So right there, and you still have Marquise Lee's a viable option. He's a startable receiver. Alan Hearns didn't have a big as a game, but he came with a touchdown, which really saved to get in the double digits. But all in all, the Jacksonville Jaguar offense is still holding true as viable options for your starting lineup. Right. They've definitely turned around since the preseason where they just looked like complete garbage. And, uh, And hell, you might be able to pick up Martin Sadie's Lewis off your waiver wire. Right, I mean, that guy doesn't have a catch all year long. Comes through, boom, three catches, four catches, three touchdowns. Right, I mean, I was gonna say that's kind of a probably a freak admiration type of game, but you know, he could have at least a little bit of tight end two uh, value if he's on your waiver wire. It's worth a stash. Sure, you know, they finally targeted him and he produced definitely in the red zone. You know, Alan Hearns isn't a big guy. Marquise Lee isn't a big guy. Allen Robinson was a big guy, so this might get him to the point where he might be once they get down to that red zone. A viable option. So if he's on your waiver where he's worth a pickup. Anybody that you're liking here, you know, for your dynasty roster between Lee and Hearns, are you still feeling good about that? Or is those two guys that you're trying to get out from under right now looking for a team that's producing or that needs a receiver help and trying to take advantage of the moment? Carpe diem. I mean, I would take advantage of the moment on either one of those guys, to be honest. You don't think either is a hold? I mean, Marquise Lee is starting to round into shape. Um, but I, I mean, it's almost now a full year. If you go from half of last sure, year to now, it's sure. almost a full year of him producing on a consistent basis. No, I, I mean, I think both guys, they're both good, but I, I mean, they're replaceable to me. There's no guarantee. You know, Allen Robinson likely not coming back to Jacksonville next year. Uh, he doesn't like Blake Bortles. They're not friends. I don't think so. So, you know, Lee's week in, week out producing those low double digit games which I, I mean is I, solid didn't, I didn't wide receiver say, three i didn't say he wasn't solid but i think the fact that he's been solid now for a little while i think he's starting to regain some value and and i wouldn't feel bad moving on from him and, and taking another shot what do you think you can get from mark Eatsley? uh nobody's gonna be a first no no one's getting your first i was i was thinking second i mean you're gonna get a second round pick or maybe Sec- if you need running back he help you could probably get like a little bit older of a running back sure. right there um you might could probably package it into something for like a cj anderson possibly you know, CJ, yeah, I mean, with the, you know, I mean, CJ Anderson probably producing a little bit too well. If you're getting creative, I mean, you could get creative. Uh, you know, get creative. You could do anything you exactly, want. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's move on to the Broncos Bills game here. All right, uh, let's see if we can get a little dynasty, a uh, little dynasty action going on here for the Broncos Bills. Broncos Trevor Simeon takes a step back, like I mentioned before. The Bills have not given up a passing touchdown in the last two weeks. Nice. So, uh, Simeon. You know, two interceptions. Obviously, nobody's looking at Simeon long term. CJ, we had Jamal Charles actually got more carries than CJ Anderson. In this and, game. Yeah, and I'll produce him too. I mean, I think they're, I think that's going to be a um, not really a theme. I think his nine carries is going to be a theme. I think going forward, you know, I think that's that's like his upper limit. I think that's what they want to get him per game to keep him fresh and get him kind of going again. And that way, he's still a weapon all year round. And he's getting, you know, he's getting around six yards a carry is what he's going to end up getting, which is good, right. which is what he's Absolutely. always really done there. And it's going to take, but it's going to take a CJ Anderson injury to really get him where he needs to be. I think it's going to take a CJ Anderson injury for him to have like real fantasy value. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's not a bad guy to plug in, and and then, you know, you're hoping on like a bye week that he's going to do something, but you're not going to want to start him week in and week out with CJ Anderson, you know, there and active every yeah. week. And then Benny Fowler. 
still, you know, he was utilized last week and last week's sure. game. We didn't talk about it, but sure. this week again, he comes through this game. He has seven targets, catches four hundred fifty-five yards. Not somebody you want to start in your roster there, but still something that like who, who could possibly be on your waiver wire, mm-hmm. Benny Fowler, and he's being into he's being into the game plan. He's being plugged in. He's being playing. He's being targeted. So for somebody that's on your waiver wire, you're hurting at receiver. Might you know one of these other guys goes down, he'll actually hold some value there, where it might be a nice deep stash on your dynasty roster. Definitely not a bad pickup. And then Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, Zay Jones still, you know, not doing anything there. He's got a little rookie curve ahead of him. Right, yeah, zero receptions on two targets there for Zay. That's unfortunate. Um, obviously, the the one guy that you really want to own and be starting is little Sean McCoy every week. And other than that, all seven of his targets. Yeah. He was targeted the most and had the most receptions. Other, I mean, other than that, it's hard to start anyone on Buffalo right now. Yeah, I'm not happy. I mean, Jordan Matthews is a very – he's a low-end wide receiver four. Right. right now, right. Poor guy, the Vanderbilt is plun. He's just, he's just. Mm. It be, is tough right now. There'll likely be a new quarterback in Buffalo next year. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was before the year was up, but okay, that's even uh, sooner than I thought. Right. Moving on to the Steelers and the Bears now. Tariq Cohen, the guy is really coming to the game, and he is. You know, he's running back twelve overall. I mean, I, I knew that he'd been doing well. I, I didn't put numbers to it yet in my brain or anything, but that makes sense to me when you say it. I'm not, like, blown out of the water. The biggest shocker here for me is that Jordan Howard not only was your leading uh, rusher, but he was your leading receiver, too, on the week. I was telling everybody to sit Jordan Howard because, you know, he's coming out of the game before with a sure, sling. Sure. I'm thinking he's all beat up here. Uh, comes back out. Boom. 23 carries, 130 yards, two touchdowns, six, five receptions, 26 yards. Hello. Hello, I'm back. I'm back. I believe he's off the injury report too now. Like he's just, Which is even better. Right. So he averaged six yards per carry. But even at the same time, Tariq Cohen had twelve carries for seventy eight yards, which is six and a half yards per carry. Right. Cohen's still gonna be utilized as offense. And I think even Howard playing well is even gonna help Cohen even more. Well, I mean, I think they're the only two guys on the team that are playmakers. There's nobody else on the team. Right. They have no other receivers. Right. The number one receiver was Jordan Howard. The number two receiver was Tree <laughs> Cohen. Cohen. The number three receiver was their other running back, Benny Cunningham. Their top three receivers were running backs. Has that ever been done before? I mean, have you ever I, seen that before? I've never seen that. I'm sure it's been done. Have you ever heard of that? It's like a game of telephone. You get to like, that can't be true. <laughs> Go back to the first person. What did you say? <laughs> I said their top three receivers were running backs. What the hell is going on around here? <laughs> that made it all the way around? That's crazy. <laughs> Sweet God. Oh, man. So, right there, two guys that uh, are absolutely, you know, honestly, you could probably start both of them in right. the roster. I am still, I am still, and I know it doesn't make any sense. I'm still, it's in my gut. I'm telling you, I'm not all in on this Jordan Howard train. I'm, I'm in the back of the caboose. Um, I'm not feeling good about it. He's just not somebody I love long term. To me, he, he just seems like the hashtag two to three year window running back which isn't a terrible thing, but I lean to those two years. And I'm selling for heat. I feel like you can get really good value for Jordan Howard. I feel like you can get a first-round pick and something back for Jordan Howard. And with the way this class is looking next year, definitely with some of these running backs, I'm happy with that. I I, I definitely think you can get first-round plus something else for Jordan Howard. And and I, I'm not opposed to it either. I think you and I are both on the same wavelength here with Jordan Howard. Yeah, I think it's not a long-term investment. If you can win now, yeah, but I think he's to be somewhat of a roller coaster here and there as well. Definitely on the team that he plays in. And by the time he is going to be 
you know, a viable option. I feel like that time that window would already have closed. I'm still looking to sell Jordan Howard for something I feel a little bit more comfortable with uh, long term there. And Tariq Cohen. So what's Tariq Cohen's value? Obviously, you know, he went in the sixth round of a lot of drafts, five rounds in a lot of draft. I got him in the sixth round of our dynasty draft. I remember doing a recap there. I said, hey, what about my Tariq Cohen pick? I really like that as a viable pass catching option there sure. in Chicago. This unit, Jordan Howard can't catch the football. Mm-hmm. What do you think his value is right now? If you're buying him, what do you what are you buying? I know we were talking trade before the show started. Sure. And you were offering me either Golden Tate or Emmanuel Sanders for Cohen. And I said that's I feel comfortable doing that for somebody who needs a receiver. Sure. And I have I have I have extra receivers. I think you need a receiver, so I think you know, one of those guys will probably make a little bit of sense. Um I mean I think it's right around there. I mean I think, you know, those guys are our wide receiver twos, I would call them. Yeah, that's good value. And yeah. obviously, Cohen's producing as a running back one, essentially, sure. whether it be low end or not. Hell, if it's a high end running back two, a high end running back two is just as valuable as a wide receiver two. Sure. And I can I see a lot of people saying, whoa, we got to take Golden Tate. You got to take Emmanuel Sanders. What are you, what are you thinking? You got to take that offer. That's Tariq Cohen. But a player like Tariq Cohen, when he comes around, they are the players that actually tend to hold their value. For a lot longer I mean, than a guy barring, like a Jordan Hart. Right. And, I mean, obviously, that's all barring injury. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, well, without... But the point is, like, with the running backs, we see these running backs come and go. Good year. Sure, sure. Bad year. But they're in between tackle running backs. A lot of guys like this, we we just talked about how, you know, Darren Sproles had that almost borderline Hall of Fame career for the, on a statistics standpoint. Sure. Cohen could be that guy. You know, I know he's only five foot six, small, shifty guy, but as long as his speed holds up, and his, you know, maneuverability, a guy like that will be always viable in the passing game. No, yeah, it's ab- it's absolutely um, it's absolutely going to come down to just him being available and staying healthy. So again, I think that's more than fair into a situation like that. Obviously, the Pittsburgh side now with the Jesse James gets hurt, so I think this could be a big boost to Juju Smith Schuster. I didn't realize I I must have missed that. Um, I didn't realize that Jesse. Uh, just yeah, I think it's that he's still banged up. Okay, I mean not like to the point where it's like, all right, I don't think he play, but I know he. I think he had a problem with the game there, and I think now with a bit, they still need that big weapon besides Martavis Bryant, and that's what Juju is. He's kind of that big bodied receiver. He's almost just like a possession receiver. In sure, my eyes. that's and, how I and see. I, and I missed. I did not see like any of that game, but I mean. He's not being very efficient, though. Uh, only catching two or two out of six targets for thirty-nine me. yards. Wasn't no, it, really big of him coming out. N- me neither. And you're like kind of talking him up. That's why I kind of wanted to bring it back a little bit. I mean, he's he's. T- I didn't like him coming out of USC all that much, and it doesn't look like he's making the most of his opportunities. But oh, I, mean, I was talking him up to the point where I think he's. he's I think in replace I mean, of him, you sure. know, so have more of like so the Vance McDonald effect, which we okay. haven't really seen anything of. They might utilize him. Sure. This sure. is a guy that was most – a lot of people probably took in the second round against our judgment, against our advice. And he, so, to me, he still holds name value. It's just a rookie. Hey, this guy could turn it around. Mm-hmm. But we see guys like him that never turn around, i.e., a la, you know, Doriel Green Beckham. You know, somebody like that that's just not really ever going to turn around. He might stick around, obviously, longer than a guy like Doriel Green Beckham, but never really comes to the point where he's a viable fantasy option. Right. No, I, I don't think he has the same issues that Doriel Green Beckham did. So what I'm thinking here is if he is utilized here over the next couple of weeks in place of a tight end, in lieu of that, where they want to put get him a little bit more involved, maybe you could flip that investment where you just took him in the second round and try and get a second round back for him. And you can use it as a selling point saying, hey, I know I took June, June in the uh, second round. Uh, you can use some receiver help. He's being targeted here. I'll 
I'll give it. To, I'll give him back for a second round. Sure, I mean, just give me back what I paid for him, man. And people are like, yeah. And now all of a sudden, you get a second round pick back in another good class, and in the second round, at the worst case, you can get a really good quarterback. Like that's like I mean, when we get to that draft class, that's why I'll, I'll, I think I'm gonna lie back on it. If you want to play it safe in the second round, you can come away with a really good quality quarterback in that draft class. So the the point is, I'm not talking about Juju. Like, oh, he's gonna be good. I'm trying to get to people that did draft him and did make that mistake an opportunity to get out from that mistake. Right. It might be. It might be coming around. And then, of course, Le'Veon, finally, he's, you know, now that, his, now that his training camp's kind of evolved now after these three weeks, he's ready for that fourth preseason game next week. He's back. I would say yes. He's back, baby. He's working. He worked himself into shape. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, uh, you know, Big Ben, just whatever. On the road, he's done. He's good. Okay. So, moving on. moving on to another game. Talk a little bit more Dynasty Fantasy Football. We have the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Detroit Lions. Somebody said, hey, guys, they tweet at me. You guys don't talk about the Atlanta Falcons enough on there. Because every time I get up to them, I'm like, yeah, it's Atlanta Falcons. Their offensive weapons are sweet. What is there to talk about? Devontae <laughs> Freeman, you want to own him. He's great. He had 105 yard, 106 yards, average five yards per carry. Had a touchdown. What's that like there? He also caught three three you know, three know passes for an extra 32 yards as well. So yeah, Austin Hooper turns invisible again. But I, he's, a young, he's a young tight he's end. He's a young guy. He's, he's going to have that roller coaster ride. Right, right. He only had two targets. So And plus, I mean, besides Julio and Devontae and – you know, tell tell uh, Tevin Coleman has his kind of role as well. I think week to week, those other guys are kind of the guys that are volatile, and uh, you're not really going to know what you're going to get from anyone else in that offense. I think the only frustrating thing out here is probably the Julio Jones still not coming away with the touchdown. He's one of the few big playmakers in the NFL without a touchdown yet. That's probably going to change here pretty soon. Yeah, right. Listen, he'll, Julio, have, he'll have like a four touchdown game, and everyone will forget all about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Julio's still a top six dynasty sure. startup player. Right, I mean, he's elite. To me, he's arguably the most dominant today in NFL today, as of today, the most dominant one-on-one receiver in the NFL right. today. Wasn't he dealing with a little issue as well? I, I feel like he had a little injury. Was it his foot? I don't know. It's no, foot. it wasn't. It was something else. I, I can't remember what Hemorrhoids? it was. Possibly. Could be. Right. Wouldn't know. Yep. Never had him. Ditto. Good. Good for us. <laughs> yes. Air high five. Uh, so, you know, that's the Atlanta Falcons. There's not, there's not really much to go over. They, they're consistent in what they sure. do. Tevin Coleman still comes away with three catches, 43 yards, and 45 yards on the ground. He's consistent right. as somebody that you can flex play as a running back, as a flex play, a nice bi-week running back. If Devontae Freeman ever gets hurt, he's a running back one hands down. We'll have some games where he is a running back one. So still comes right here, 7, sure. 11 points, double-digit game from Tevin Coleman, a viable option. Devontae Freeman, a top-five dynasty running back right now. Right. Uh, Matt Ryan, a quality starting running back. There's not a lot to go over here. You know, Austin Hooper. I still like Austin Hooper, but he's going to need time. Yeah, I, think, I mean, he's a he's a tight end in year two. I mean, I would look for a big jump next year. Yeah, and then uh, Taylor Gabriel has a big game this week. I think him and Mohamed Sanu are really going to be flip-flopping there, mm-hmm. really staring, like sharing at who's going to catch their targets more and the right opportunity there. They both will come away this week as a viable option, both catching touchdowns. Right. Other side of the ball. Amir Abdullah coming off his best game running ever his entire career comes back with another not big game. I mean, it's just he's not an in between the tackles runner. I I, I never understood. Uh, you know me. Not, I haven't been a big fan of Amir since college. I don't think I agree with you. He's not an in between the tackles guy. I don't know why they just anointed him their their feature runner. But it, I mean, it's not really paying dividends. No. So I mean, he's he ran this past week to the tune of three point four yards per carry on fourteen carries. So 
Uh, I just don't see it. I mean, he did add a, a few catches this week on, you know, three catches on three targets. So, I mean, he's still holds a little bit of fantasy value, but I mean, what is that? Like 10 points maybe? Yeah. He's not somebody you want to start. Right. I mean that I was excited to see if he'd finally be able to step it up this year. To me, even after three games, I've kind of seen what he's going to be. I mean, after three years, I think I've seen what. Yeah, I... and they're going to move on. Right, they're, they'll eventually move on. I think Theo Riddick's probably the. Be- if they're going to use him as just a pass catcher running back, I think Theo Riddick's probably your better option. Right, I think Theo's sense. better at at the thing that you know everyone is is saying. Hey, Amir is a good a pass catching guy. God, so we still move on again since 2014. They haven't had a hundred yard rusher. It still hasn't happened. So you know. So, when it comes to throughout the season, maybe if America pull up a big game, you find a team that needs a running back, you flip it, you flip it for what you can get. Sure. Uh, you'll probably be able to get something, probably get pretty fair value for Amir Abdullah. Still young, still running back on a good offense. Uh, yeah, to, to the right owner, I, I think uh, you definitely could. You could sucker him in to give sure. you something. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up two games in a row that are decent, you might be able to possibly even get a late first for a contender, thinking their late's going to be first. Maybe even flip Amir in a third back for their first. And I'd be really happy with that first. Sure, sure. So you probably give up a little bit more than Amir, but if you can remember, don't be afraid to throw those later round picks on, you know, that a little bit. It's like when you had to sprinkle the ice cream. The sprinkles don't really add any flavor or anything, <laughs> but it makes it sure look nice, right? It sure a little does. crunch, that deliciousness. Hey, the kids love them. I never get sprinkles. Me neither. Never. Nope. I don't remember getting sprinkles when I was little either. I get the crunch coating. That stuff's good. Is that when they dip it in chocolate and it becomes hard? No, it's like the peanutty, crunchy, like it also has sprinkles in it Uh-oh. if you do like a cone. Sounds Never mind. Bad. And we move on. It comes ice cream. I like some that actually cream. has flavor, other, uh, oh. unlike sprinkles. Yeah. Flavor, flavor, huh? Yeah. Put a little clock around that ice cream's neck and we're good to go. <laughs> uh, now let's move on to a great game, the Browns and Colts. <laughs> My Browns 0-3, do what they do best, lose. Uh, real good game out of Duke Johnson, though. Was their leading receiver, caught mm-hmm. six of his seven targets for 81 yards. He he does. When you put the ball in his hands, he is fantastic. He's elusive. He's hard to bring down. He has good balance. I think they need to figure a way to get the ball in his hands a little bit more. I like that they are utilizing him in the passing game because, listen, all those receivers can't catch. It was getting hard to watch. I mean um... – I feel really bad for Deshaun Kaiser that he has to drop back and throw 47 passes. Um, but I mean, he only completed 22 of them, but there was probably like five really just egregious drops. Yeah, terrible. At, I mean, at least five. So, I mean, it, those guys aren't helping out their young quarterback. Well, I'm Deshaun Kaiser gonna... wasn't a bad option for a fantasy day either. I mean, he rushed for a touchdown in 44 yards. Threw, threw for, two. for two. I mean, unfortunately, there was the three interceptions, but – I'm if I'm the Brown, I'm just trying to see what I have in Kaysen Williams oh, yeah. and Jordan Leslie right. here, uh, even a little bit more of Rashard Higgins. Well, they just know? brought up uh, they just signed Bug Howard also to, practice the, to the practice squad, yeah, big so. six foot four guy, right? Really good hands, just not fast at all. <laughs> hey, they got a bunch of fast guys that can't catch, and it's not working out. Word so. to your mother, but right now try a slow guy that can't. Even Isaiah Crow still gets only twelve carries in the game. Still only gets twelve carries a game. I don't know. Understand that they just. I don't know. He's well, they, they, I mean, it, this game, it's understandable because they fell behind. True. True so, story. So, um, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to run when you're when you're that far behind. You're trying to play catch up. Clue, Isaiah Crowell would not be in the Cleveland Browns next year. No, he won't. They're going to draft. They're this, gonna, this is a contract, this is a contract year, and he's he's looking to get paid. He's got Drew Rosenhaus as his agent, um, but he's just not producing. So he's, he's going to be gone. On the flip side, it was really good to see. 
Another week with the Jacoby Brissett, a little bit more comfortable. Sure. Finally, we get the T.Y. Hill. We know that wide receiver one comes away with seven catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that we know. On the flip side, Dante Mancreef still has not done anything yet. You know, yeah. He's been holding a really solid name. Good news is Andrew Luck's going to be back soon. Probably in two weeks, we're going to see have Andrew Luck back here is what the reports are going to be. That's what they're talking about all pregame here. Right. They might they might be or he might be starting to practice soon. So I'd really pay attention here to Dante Moncrief. That's where my eyes are. Obviously TY Hillen's going to be TY Hillen. He's going to be a quality fantasy wide receiver one. Definitely when luck comes back. But what is Dante Moncrief going to be? What is he going to do? And I I know you I'm, don't like him at all. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan, so um but he'll still get it. He'll get a bump when when luck's back. So do you utilize that bump? Do you take advantage of that bump and you get out from under him? I mean, I, if I'm an owner of him, yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like Dominic McCree, if he, if he comes back after week six, say, luck, and say week seven, eight, nine, McCree actually puts a couple things together there, you could probably get a really good return on him. I mean, I don't I don't make a lot of um, quote-unquote um, bold predictions like you do. But this is going to be your last chance to get out from Dante Moncrief before the floor completely drops out and he has no value. I'm just that's my that's floor my drops bold, out. That's my bold, petty free falling. Yeah, that's my bold prediction. Hey, look at you making bold predictions. I never make them, but that he's he's going to be done. Listen, yeah. besides my Andy Dalton take, if we go back and listen to my bold predictions so far, I'm looking pretty damn good. All right, remember Carlos Hyde pick seems I, to be pretty damn good. I do. Yeah. He looked wonderful. Ty Montgomery looking I, yeah. pretty good. One of those Jets receivers. So it would look pretty good. Which one is? Uh, Jermaine Kirst. Jermaine Kirst. Going to right. the week here's wide receiver number five. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Just All saying. right. Moving on. Tampa Bay, Minnesota. Uh, so Tampa Bay, Minnesota. Jameis Winston, his interceptions just won't end. No. I it's mean, this is a, something it's that. It's his Achilles heel. This is something that goes back to college for him. So um, it's not really a surprise. He's going to have these kind of games every once in a while. It's unfortunate if you're an owner. Um but um, you know Minnesota has a pretty tough uh, pass defense, so I mean, oh yeah, you chuck- for sure. Xavier Rhodes is pretty locked down. I mean, right? You chuck- he shut down every receiver he's placed this week, and this was week as Mike Evans, and still kind of shut him down. A well, bit. yeah, I mean that's a quiet. I mean, seven receptions for sixty-seven yards and no touchdowns is a quiet week for Mike Evans. Yeah. So thirteen uh, points. Right. Right. Absolutely. Chump change. It is. Um, I know it doesn't sound like it to everyone, but it, it is for uh, for that particular player. So. Um, just a odd week for them. I think uh, they'll they'll look to bounce back next week. Cameron Brate, kind of little little bump game there for him. Sure. And still, I think the big change here is gonna be nice when they get Doug Martin back. I think when Doug Martin comes back, he's gonna be a really good weapon in fantasy. So if if you do need running back help, I think he's a guy you might be able to go out there and get. Is it a four game suspension? It was. Or was it? Three games suspension. So he'll be so coming he back. He served one game, which would be four. So he'd be coming back not next week, but week five. Because they missed week one. Oh, that's right. They missed. They missed. I was like, okay. I was wondering because a bunch of other people, you know, like Willie Sneed came off and and yes, and he's traveling. I think to uh, aren't they playing in London this this year or this week? I believe so. Yes, nine thirty game. I believe he's traveling. Our there. bet officially uh, takes place now. It's in action. Oh, Willie Sneed has a whole like eighty yards to make up. Ooh, that's right. Hey, <laughs> and getting called a touchdown, so that's uh, a little boost in fantasy production right there. I, I, I actually looked at it. I think it was like closer to one hundred and one hundred and thirty or something like that. He has to make up. 
Yeah, we're going to have so much fun at that Green Bay game. Oh, my gosh. You are going to have so much fun by yourself we're at gonna that Green Bay We're going to be watching Aaron Rodgers, Ty Montgomery. I'm going to be sitting on my couch watching <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Funny. Ty Montgomery in uh, the warmth. It's going to be so nice. So, yeah, I mean, make sure you, uh, you check that. Uh, Tiger, not Tiger, like Doug Martin's a guy that I would say, hey, go out there, get some shares of now before it's too late. I know we've been for over the years talking about up and down, but I think in this year, motivated, he's going to be good to go. He's, I mean, he's obviously going to be an upgrade over what Jacquez Rogers and, and Charles Sims are, are producing for them. So so finally, uh, let's get out of here because I want to get over to the Vikings game. This sure. is something I want to spend a little time in. Uh, my boy, the guy I love to death, Stephon Diggs. You love him. On eight targets, he caught 11, eight catches for 173 yards and two touchdowns. So did you start him this week? Yes, of course I started him. All right, Case Keenum again. I just didn't know if there was a Keenum. He's just must start every week. A Keenum effect. Listen, I love Stephon Diggs. And, you know, I thought, you know, going to last year, after week one and two, he was the number two overall receiver. After week three this year, he's number one overall fantasy receiver. I redid my uh, dynasty rankings last night. I gave Stephon Diggs the biggest bump of everybody. I have him as my number eight overall dynasty startup player. I have him above Amari Cooper. Wow. I would take Stefan Diggs over Amari Cooper. Well, I mean, there were all the reports of, of you know, I think Del Rio said that he has to clean it uh, Amari Cooper we're talking about now, um, has to clean up his drops. So We've been I, talking about right. it. It's two out of three years now. The guy, I know it didn't happen a lot in college. I know it didn't happen a lot last year. But the guy needs to catch the football. Sure. Right? Stefan Diggs is number one there. He's explosive. He's a playmaker. He goes up and gets the ball. Liked him a lot coming out of Maryland as a yeah. five-star recruit. Really thought he was a playmaker. And to me, right now, today, there's only eight guys I would take ahead of him. And those are all superstar guys with Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, A.J. Green. And 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 that's all legit, man, because he does have all the talent in the world. Obviously, his biggest thing has just been been staying healthy. I mean, that's – and, and – We've seen plenty of guys come out the other side, you know, like you know, speaking of Julio Jones, like this Julio, guy. Andre right. Johnson, sure. went on to a career game right. like that. So, I mean, it can definitely happen. I love the talent, and I I, I just hope he does, for, every, for everyone out there and for his sake, I hope he stays healthy and gets paid and, and, and everything's good. Yeah, and, that, and that's obviously this is my opinion, right. you know. No, I, I'm you with know, you, man. There's still yeah. some guys that I have ahead of him. You know, I just named those guys. Sure. But for me, you're right. All, all that could take this year is another – Four week absence or end, miss the end of the year to really put him back down this year because knock him down some knocks because he's injury prone. Well, yeah, he'll fall into that. I mean, maybe not as far. I mean, maybe not as far down as Keenan Allen, but he's getting into that territory if he it, if he misses another buy. big chunk. Yeah, it's a risk. Buy. Right. I told you in my high stakes league, I just made an offer. Um, I offered Julio Jones, Buck Allen, a second round pick for Ty Montgomery and Stephon Diggs. Right, and another big inch, uh, another big injury, and then he falls into that category where you can't really rely on him, and you have to. You can have him on your team, but you have to have a really good backup plan for when he's going to miss time. Yeah, this overall so. offense is just really, really terrific. Right. Obviously, if you're a lot Laquan Treadwell, you bought into that rookie hype. Something I liked coming out a lot mm-hmm. as well. He's really going to take a back burner. This it's going to really hurt his career because listen, you have Stephon Diggs is number one. Adam Thielen is just a really consistent wide receiver. Right. Will always be a really good kind of like, like you know, we'd always talk about that. We always go back to like the Brian Hartline guy. That, sure. That's always a wide receiver three who's always a safety net. That's Adam Thielen, you know, in five catches, 98 yards. Which, I mean, I, I mean, unfortunately, um, the offense isn't going to wait for Laquan Treadwell to develop. No. They're kind of moving on without him. Um, 
if he ends up developing, sure, he could find a spot, but it's going to be as a complimentary player at this point. Yep. As long as those two guys are, are there. Look for him to be a possession guy. Sure. So, and then Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. We're, so, as, this, as, as it changes here with Kareem Hunt, uh, Leonard Fournette, and Dalvin Cook is definitely the top three running backs in this rookie class as of day. After week three, right. do you still have it? Cook, Fournette, Hunt? Are you ready to change that? I mean, you can make an argument really for any one of those guys, but I, I still like Cook the most. Um, and man, it, it that that hunt I mean, the hunt you have to take Hunt over Fournette. I think you have to. You have to, right? And, and to me, I don't feel bad about it. I think you're you know, right. a good guy no matter what. But I think you would have to take him ahead of there. Yes, I, I mean, obviously, I bet most people are under their breath going Fournette. You have to take him ahead of Cook too. I'm still in on Cook. I, I just think the guy's fantastic. I think Cook's amazing. So, but the big news here is I I have Stefan Diggs as number nine overall. Well, there you go. Player. Check out my rankings on DynastyNerds.com. Muscle on FantasyPros.com. Nice. But make sure you go to DynastyNerds.com. That's our site. That is our site. That's where you should definitely be looking. That's what we own. <laughs> we own that site. So, All right. uh, Stefan Diggs, he is somebody that, you know, I have a little soft spot in my heart. Moving on now. Moving on to the Texans and Patriots game. Um, yeah, so that was kind of a surprising one if if you were following it but not really watching it. Um, I would have thought that, you know, obviously the Patriots would come out and, and really just handle a rookie quarterback here. Nope. And that was not Texans the should have won that game. They should have won that game. It really took a last, like within the last minute, Tom threw a, a touchdown in the corner of the or like Last the, seconds. Right, right along the edge. Yeah, right along Beautiful the edge there. Beautiful pass to Brandon Cooks. Tom Brady. For his fifth, count him. That's one for the thumb. Five, one, two, three, fifth four, touchdown. Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. He is amazing. It's, it's not even an argument. I mean, for somebody that doesn't like Boston teams, and for somebody right. that loathes the University of uh, Michigan. Right. Uh, it's will, hard to say, but it, it's getting. I will absolutely give the guy his props. It's getting easier to say because oh, yeah, the crap a, that he does is just Oh, Tom ridiculous. Brady, oh, he's the best of all time. Yeah, uh, so, but, yeah, the same thing there. You have Gillisley as the, the, the main running back there. I thought James White would get a bump because Rex Burkhead was inactive. I told some people to start James White. I felt kind of bad about that. But my reason behind that was I thought, you know, the inactiveness sure. of Rex Burkhead, right. he's going to be locked in as their pass catcher running back. And none of that really came to fruition. Instead, Rob Gronkowski doing Rob Gronkowski things, who's the most dominant tight end in the league, definitely hands down the number one dynasty tight end is... Um, to Travis Kelsey. I think it was good to see uh, Brandon Cooks step up, have a really big game there. Him and Brady hopefully get this rapport going there. Chris Hogan still gonna be that deep threat receiver. Both of his touch touchdowns came on wide open throws. I mean, the guy the, he was literally right. nobody in even a radius. I mean, if other people were metal and Chris Hogan had a metal detector on him, it wouldn't even be beeping. <laughs> Was so, wondering where the heck you were going. With that's that. where that was at for that. It's because so, he's so fast. He's <laughs> dang fast. But right now, I don't want anything to do with those running backs. I mean, I know Gillisley is going to be touchdown dependent, kind of like the little Garrett Blunt rule. If he doesn't score touchdowns, he's not going to help you. This sure. week, he doesn't score sure. touchdowns, so he has thirty-one yards. He doesn't. He doesn't help you. Kind of hard to trust guys like that. Like we say every year, stay away from the New England running game. Well, here's the deal. All right, so this week I had a little bit of a running back issue, and I have Gillisley. But I also have Tom Brady. So I figured when they get down in the red zone, it's either going to be Tom Brady or it's going to be Gillisley. Solid logic. Which I thought, hey, whatever. 
and you know they're usually good for about four to five touchdowns a game. So and if he does so throw them all, you offset. Right. So this time it just happened to be Tom Brady got all the touchdowns. So next time maybe it's Tom gets three and Gillisley gets two. And, you know, either way I'm getting a bunch of touchdowns. I do that sometimes. I offset. Like, even in my mind, not even like that. Like, for instance, Jeremy Macklin got me one point in the league, right? Right, right. But Matt Prater, my kicker, got me 19. So you're like, so I look eh, at him like oh, it's kind of like my kicker got me one point and my my, my not, receiver got me 19. No, it's I, fine. And I go, it's like, well, it's kind of like Jeremy Macklin got me 11 and then uh, Prater got me nine. Right. It's not that bad, right? You definitely find a little justification. <laughs> I justify it that way. It's easy when you win. Like, I won, so I was able to just be like, yeah, whatever. Exactly. When you win, it's all good. Right. You don't go, oh, my God, why didn't I, why didn't right. I start this game? Exactly. One more point, I would have won. Uh, other side of the ball, Lamar Miller. Comes away, still Lamar Miller. We said a couple of weeks ago it was a time to sell Lamar Miller. Still find that guy who needs a running back and still sell Lamar Miller. Our goal here, people, is to get a first-round pick for Lamar Miller. Try. try. Do it. Kick, try. Kick those tires if you need to, man. Well, as soon as we made that, I got a couple of tweets from people tweeting me, hey, I took your advice and I sold Lamar Miller. I got a first for him. So That's awesome value. Yeah, kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Still not seeing enough out of Devontae Foreman to really say, hey, this is the guy going forward. I can see this is team drafting a running back. I mean, I, I think with no all, picks that they have. Right. I was going to say. I, I, we'll Speaking see. of that loss, I was completely happy with it because sure. the Browns own their first and second round pick. So I want them to lose every game personally. Me too. So when, they, when he threw that touchdown, I was like, yeah. I'm an anti-Texans Get fan em. this year. No offense. Get him. I yeah, just, just yeah. want a good pick. Yeah, it has nothing to do Texans. Normally, I like a lot of players on that team. Right, yeah, I actually like the team. Yeah. But as a Browns fan, I want you to lose the rest of your games. Yeah. Thank you, and good night. Dolphins, Jets, you know, for a team that we thought was going to be pretty terrible, they have just as many wins as the Browns had last year. It's crazy. Um, I, I was listening to, like, I think it was Sirius Satellite Radio, and they were just like, it was before the games, and they were like, hey, just make your, you know, make your predictions any any crazy predictions and some Jets fan called in and said, Hey, the, the Jets are gonna win today twenty eight nothing. And like literally at one point it was twenty to nothing and I I, I mean literally until the last second it was twenty to nothing. Yeah. And I, I could not I couldn't believe it because I thought it was the most ridiculous prediction I heard out of all of the ones and then it was the one that almost came true. And Devontae Parker didn't do anything that game till really towards the end. The and then very he, last he, second he got a touchdown. Well yeah, well they finished the game, he catches seventy six yards sure. and touchdown. Up to that point he had one catch. Right. Like going up into that like last couple of driving, he didn't to- really do much. Total there. garbage time. Uh Landry still got his targets and come away with the catches. So. so um I heard an interesting or I read an interesting thing about um Adam Gase just talking to like kind of ripping the whole offense and and i don't he didn't use any specifics so and i didn't watch the game to know who he was talking about but it sounds like a bunch of guys are missing assignments and last year after he made a similar comment he axed a bunch of offensive linemen Uh so i'm i'm just look out for that i guess if if you're um if you're owning guys on the dolphins if he was kind of throwing out a veiled comment I don't know who it was towards, but in the next couple of weeks, just look out for guys' um, usage to be to be switched up in some places. Yeah. Uh, still, J.J., I've been saying this for a while now. I'm selling J.J. I'm not on that bandwagon. Sure, sure. Uh, I had some really good sage advice for one of our uh, favorite listeners, Colleen. She tweeted at me on uh, Sunday. She's like, hey, I'm starting J.J. My other options are Leonard Fournette uh, and, oh. some, and like somebody else, yeah. whatever. And I'm like, She's like, what, who should I start? And I went back. I was like, well, first, you should bench Jay Ajayi and start these two running backs. So I hope she took my advice. Right. But 
Yeah, I mean, because obviously the Jets have a good D line, anyways. Absolutely. But is going to that game with a little bit of knee swelling, a right. little bit of soreness of the knee. Remember, he has a degenerative knee. We preach this all the time. This is not a guy that is long for dynasty fantasy football, or most likely, honestly, the NFL. This is somebody you want to sell. When you're talking about good name value, we went to this going to the year while we were telling you to sell JJ. Besides those games last year, those three games of 200 yards apiece, he was a jag, just another guy, somebody that wasn't really producing for your dynasty roster. This week, last week, he has a really solid game, right, over 100 sure. yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Week one, eh. And then now this well, week. Well, week one he was out. They were they didn't play. Even worse. Even worse. Zero points, zero <laughs> points. Zero points. You can't zero. win with zero points. No, you can't. You can't do it. Right. If everybody scores zero points, the best you could do is a tie. <laughs> That's no good. Who wants ties? No, yeah, that's why you do decimal points. Exactly. But listen, you got to get out from JHI, I'm telling you. Sell, sell, sell. When we're talking about good value return, I think we mentioned this before. If you get a guy like Ty Montgomery, take him. If you get Carlos Hyde, take him. Sure. I'm looking to sell JHI. You can get really good points. So he had a bad week this week, so most likely next week he'll probably have a good week. Wait for that good week and sell. Just bend him over. Don't even grease him up and take what you can get. Rob him. Bohica. Rob him blind. Bohica. And then, of course, I love Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker. They can do no wrong. <laughs> they're they're them. amazing. I love them. No, On the Jets side, you had Robbie Anderson. He, he, he was as a flavor of the week. I, I mean, I think you got to mention that Elijah McGuire got, you know, seven more carries again. So You know what? He actually, that I mean, is he a very actually, solid mention. He actually looks good. I mean, thirty-four yards for almost almost five yards. Remember carries, the preseason? He yeah. he seemed like he could possibly be the guy. And we said, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that in the preseason where hey, look for Elijah McGuire down the road with these two older guys to be the guy. Somebody tweeted me today like, hey, is it safe to drop Paul Perkins for a guy who has you know we have shallow rosters but more upside down the road and a guy like Elijah McGuire? And I told them yes. Yeah, I mean the way that they're. Just the whole Jets offense. I mean, the Giants offense looks. Yes, I would definitely drop Paul Perkins for. So when we're talking just stashes, a high upside guy, it doesn't have to necessarily be McGuire, but just another. I mean, I put in the show titles Dynasty Stashes, sure. right? So we got to figure out. We got to try and find some guys here to help people through here. I don't want to go through every week and just do recaps of the game. I want to like learn something from these games sure. every week. You know, it's not about oh what happened last week about going forward. Everything that happens in the past helps us go forward. So that, what can we learn? That's absolutely why I wanted to drop in Elijah McGuire. I think I think he's going to like slowly but surely just chip away at this. I, and Forte got a little nicked up, I think, in this game as well. So mm-hmm. um, you could definitely see Elijah McGuire. So it goes back to our thing where we said, hey, when when you go for a trade and try and get somebody else on there, a good stash, somebody to get really cheap, Elijah mm-hmm. McGuire, try and throw a package out there for him or possibly even something else. You think a third round pick is fair for Elijah McGuire? Uh, I mean, I think you can you can probably get him for that, and yeah, it's it's good value. That's why I was when it yeah. first popped in my head, like what would it take to get Elijah McGuire? Sure. And I was thinking a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Do you feel safe giving up a third round pick, or do I you do. feel like yeah, yeah? Do you feel like in this next year's draft class you can get somebody of equal value with a, maybe a higher ceiling rate for a third round pick? I mean, you might be able to do that, but at this point of, of the year, I think it's okay to to go ahead and. Take You're hoping to get somebody that's just as good at upside as right. Elijah McGuire, right? Okay. Good, good talk. Uh, Giants, Eagles. Giants, Eagles. Yeah. Stop with the Odell Beckham guy. You think he's going to be uh, pan out, be a good dynasty player? I think he might be okay. I mean, Other than that weird uh, dance or celebration that he did, where he lifted his leg and tried to pee like a dog. Yeah, that was terrible. That was odd. I thought it looked stupid. Right. I didn't think it was funny. No, I didn't think it was in poor taste. All of the above. Yeah. Um. It was. It was just bizarre. Um. 
but uh, he's obviously producing, so it doesn't really matter. Whatever, nine catches, seventy nine yards, two touchdowns on thirteen targets. So yeah, obviously we mentioned Paul Perkins. I think Orleans Darkoa might find his way in here to being the starter soon enough because just Paul Perkins is not getting done. Well, I want to talk about this game. You know, before we get to you, know, obviously Zach Ertz is good. Alshon's average over there. He's okay. We already sure. we already talked about Wendell Smallwood there. The only thing I really want to focus on here for a minute is Sterling Shepard. Now, when the Giants signed Brandon Marshall, I had said about whenever he signed months ago, I said, use this opportunity to go out there and try and buy Sterling Shepard. Remember, this guy just, you know, obviously his touchdowns were up, and that's what gave him some production. But I recommend that you go out there and try buying Sterling Shepard because I think Brandon Marshall is going to give him, people are going to put him a little bit on the back burner. Sure. But this guy is a really good receiver. He has looked really good throughout his rookie year, which is tough to do sometimes. Here he comes again. Huge week. Seven catches, 133 yards. Obviously, one of them was a 77-yard right. catch the, for a touchdown. The long of 77 yards definitely helps. But still, I think here, you know, Brandon Marshall, for somebody who's going to play for the most two years, and that's even the Giants let him get to those two years. Right. I'd be surprised if this wasn't a one-year experiment with, with Marshall. I think Sterling Shepard is a great, still, long-term dynasty fantasy wide receiver. I think his floor will be a consistent wide receiver three. I think a ceiling with somebody at Odell Beckham alongside of him, as long as he's there long term, I think it'd be a low end uh, to the middle wide receiver too. Yep. He's that good. He definitely is, man. Um, before we move on, I do want to just throw in the Evan Ingram again. A, a nice, solid game again. Five receptions, 45 yards. Nothing spectacular, but, I mean, that's still pretty, Future tight end one. Pretty solid production for Could finish, actually, yeah. you know, future tight end one who might – most likely finishes a tight end one this year, which if you get that out of a rookie tight end for production, that is fantastic. You're right. Right now, going into the year, uh, you had the nail on the head. I was close to it. I kind of backed off and went a little bit more in Joku at the end of that, but we were both on Evan Ingram early. Sure. To me, he's the clear-cut tight end rookie number one and a very, very bright future going forward to replace some of these guys as they start to come off, guys like Greg Olson and eventually Gronk. The Legos finally break apart. Sure, on them. sure. See, uh, Saint, Saints Panthers. Right. Uh, so we go here. Brandon Coleman sighting, but Brandon Coleman. If there's ever a time to get out from him, it would be now. Like you said earlier, Willie Sneed is coming back. Sure that is, is. going to drastically cut into Brandon Coleman's playing time. It's going to cut into Ted Ginn's playing time. I hope not too much because, like I said, I do want to go to the Green Bay with Matt. I want somebody <laughs> to high five. Uh, in a few opportunities, I will have to high five somebody there. But definitely time to get out there. Adrian Peterson, you know, all this talk that's coming out of there is like, still, what what are they going to do here? Alvin Kamara needs to be the guy. Uh, only two carries again for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it's just, it is a messy situation. Unfortunately, it, it really dings all three of their values. None of them can have any solid value until one of those guys gets out of the rotation, I think. Um, I, you know, I know what I would do if I was the coach, but I mean, I'm not paying these guys millions of dollars and, and I don't have somebody above me telling me that, hey, we've got this guy on your team. You better you better play him. So on the flip side, on the parallel. Which must be what, hap- what is happening Yeah, it, it's, it's got to be. <laughs> on the other side of the ball, you have Cam Newton looking terrible. I mean, someone's got to be not right with the guy. He might have to be banged up or something. Right. But just two years ago, we were sitting here talking about saying, wow, look at his throws are looking a lot better. He's actually starting to look like a quality quarterback. Now you take away his running game, which he no longer does. He's no longer a viable option running the football. And his passing game is really taking a step back as well. Mm-hmm. Talking about a guy that was at the pinnacle of being a dynasty quarterback, he's really fallen down 
a lot. I mean, you can't even trust this guy to start him anymore. No, you really can't. Unfortunately, I, I had a Twitter question, uh, I think it was like a week or two ago, and asking me like who has if, – if they should basically go with um, Carson Wentz over Cam Newton going forward in Dynasty. And I was like, you know what? They're In Carolina, they're trying to take away the one good thing that made him – like that kind of set Cam apart, and that was his rushing ability. And it's not like he was terrible at throwing, but what really gave him his value is all the rushing touchdowns and all the rushing yards that he got. And that kind of like helped offset some of the deficiencies in some of the other areas. And if they're not going to let him do that or they're going to taper that back, he really, his value really does take a hit. Is a QB2 at best. Right. And that is just not good enough when it comes to fantasy football because there's way too many other options out there. There just are. Even if you're in a super flex league, this is something that then you're forced to start and it hurts you. Mm-hmm. It's just not hurting you. Obviously, Cam is young enough to rebound from this. But right now, it looks like this season may be a loss. They definitely need some more weapons out there. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey finally has his biggest game sure, as a pro sure. in a receiving game, catching nine footballs for 101 yards on his 11 targets. Still doesn't do anything between the tackles. Goes back to our pre-analysis uh, of watching him play in college, saying, hey, you know that's fine. Everybody's giving this guy a bump, but we just don't see it because he's not going to be in between the tackles runner. You said it best that this guy is a receiver. I don't know why they're even having it running back because he's a receiver. Right. And he shows here that's exactly what he is. That's what he will do best. Still not bad for fantasy right. football. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. But when, you, when you're taking people that high, you're looking for that three down running back at that position. So for everybody that took Christian McCaffrey, number two overall, three overall, this game's making you feel pretty good about it, but it's not going to be a consistent game. I want somebody that's going to get some running in between the tackles as well. But when you have a receiver to running back position, it helps. Right, it does. Um, Calvin Benjamin did leave this game um, with a knee issue. It was it came back uh, clean in the MRI. There was no structural damage. So, so he'll be fine. So he'll be fine. He's just overweight. <laughs> His knee couldn't handle it. <laughs> and it. And it goes back. I mean, this this team is just full of big receivers that can't catch footballs. You know, Calvin has a lot of drop issues. You bring in Devin Funches, the former you know tight end, essentially, who's really tight in the hips, can't really do anything besides kind of run forward. He had ten targets. He only caught four of them. Sure. For fifty yards. Right. They need to do. They need to do something to help Cam before Cam can get better in the first place. And they need to start at the wide receiver position. And and bringing in two five foot ten guys that are running back wide receiver hybrids is not. It's not helping. Like no. he needs somebody big because he's got a big arm. He needs to get the ball downfield. Right. Uh, let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks and uh, Tennessee Titans here. So we were kind of worried about DeMarco Murray and a hammy. Uh, I told a lot of people to bench DeMarco Murray this week because it's like, hey, that's a hamstring issue. It's going to linger a little bit. I literally benched DeMarco Murray in, in favor of Gillisley for this game. Biggest game of the year uh, for him. Yeah, no big yeah, deal. 115 Just, uh, yards, a touchdown, average 8.2 yards per carry. Sorry, Derek Henry. I think he saw like, hey, man. <laughs> Derek Henry's starting to chip away at my stuff here. Yeah. So, I mean, Henry wasn't terrible. He had right. 13 carries for 54 yards. Uh, actually caught a football, which is pretty amazing. His first one on the year. Amazing. Still don't want anything to do with Derrick Henry. No, no. I think you and I are, are pretty well known to not really care for him long term as far as a dynasty prospect is. Um, you want to flip it over to the other side? and, and The new starter running back for the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah. Chris Carson? Take a look at Chris Carson. Who yeah, he um, obviously not a big game here in the running sure. game. You know, 11 carries, 34 yards for 3.1. But I think he's locked in as the starter running back. Well, he, sa- he saved it with a re- receiving touchdown as well, so he had two receptions, 19 yards, and a receiving and touchdown. Two, and two cards, which helps so they can catch the football sure. as well, which you know we thought C.J. Procise would be that guy. 
but his value has just disappeared as well. I think CJ Procise holds no value. I think Thomas Rawls might hold a little bit of value right there, but I think his time is pretty much almost coming to an end here as well. Eddie Lacy, a healthy scratch last week, is not is not a healthy scratch. He starts. He's he's active this week, but gets no play time. Got no play time. Yep. That Eddie, uh, somebody I thought was terrible years ago. I thought he was a product of the his environment of the Green Bay Packers. I was when I was telling you to sell him after his big year, and people were like, "What are you talking about selling Eddie Lacy?" I'm like, "You'll see." And here we are, too not much even getting carries yeah. in Seattle. Too much cheese, yeah, up there in Green Bay. Che- heard they good cheese in Green Bay. I heard so. But if you picked up Chris Carson off your waiver wire, you're feeling really good about that move right now. Because sure. right now he is locked into the starter. And if he can show enough with that contract, he will be the starter going into next year as well. Yeah, I mean, ever since they had to pay Russell Wilson, they are looking to get some um, spots filled with cheap guys. And that would be a really big bonus for them uh, to get Chris Carson on so a nice, you, cheap contract. What can you? What do you think for Chris Carson? Like, you okay... You know, hey, man, these guys are telling me, I just listened to the podcast, they say Carson's a guy going forward. He's somebody that's probably going to give me about 10 points per game at the running back position, which is really nice for a running back two. I need a running back two right now because I have Fat Eddie on my roster, and he's dead to me. He's dead to the Seahawks. I mean, I think you could look, I, I think you would probably look to get like a second round pick for him. See, I, and if somebody offered me a second round pick for him, I'd tell him, like, no, why, 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 why would I do that? Why would I give up a starting running back for a second round pick? Volatility. I mean, you know, it seems like the Seattle Seahawks go through a guy like this every couple of years, you know? Yeah. That's... Ever since ever since Marshawn, you know, like Marshawn was probably the longest standing guy, but ever since Pete Carroll's been here, they kind of they kind of zip through these guys every couple of years. So I think that's one of the hardest things to do when you do play dynasty fans football, when you're in a situation just like this, right? Mm-hmm. You have a guy like Chris Carson, you most likely picked off your waiver wire. Maybe you draft him in the very last round of your rookie draft in the sixth round. Most likely you picked him off the waiver wire. Uh, a la in lieu, like, like in our league, for example, our nerds league that's 15 years old. I took Carson off the waiver wire. Sure. And here's like a tough offer. If somebody offers, because like I said, if somebody offers you a second, you're like, well, that's not really fair value for a viable starting running back in the NFL. But on the flip side, it's a free second-round pick. But it's a free second-round pick, which right. could turn into something good. I look at that in the second-round pick. You're looking to get a starting running back in the sure. NFL, though. So it's like, what is even the point? But in situations like this, you're going to hit and you're going to miss. But these are where you can literally define your dynasty roster. Sure. When you, to you, hold and you actually look like a smart genius and when to sell and you look like a smart genius. Where do you lie? Say you were the one, because I know what I would do. You were the one that picked up Chris Carson for uh, off the waiver wire. I approached you today and say, hey, dude, I saw you pick up Chris Carson off the waiver wire. I'm going to give you you know money for nothing. I'm going to give you my second round pick sure, for Carson. Sure. Are you selling? Um, obviously, de- depends a lot on situation. So um, let's say I didn't really need him and I just picked him up. Yeah. Um, yes, I'd probably sell him. You would sell him. I would sell him for a second round pick. I mean, depending on the team, if it was a high enough, if I was expecting that it would be, you know, first part of the second round, I, I would sell. See, I'd be because where I'm at in a lot of my, um, a lot of my teams, I need roster flexibility as well. Something I get from a draft pick, but not necessarily something I get from pickup. a free agent pickup. True. So he's locked in on my roster, but if I if I get rid of him, I get a second round pick. That that guy I can bump up and down on my roster as needed. Okay. Yeah. See, I would say no. Okay. I would hold. I would see, I would see, I, I, not only, I'm not saying he's not untradeable. Sure. I just feel like his situation is going to get better as the year goes along. So I'm going to hold off for a little bit more and maybe try and bump that into either one, 
possibly a first, maybe even later first for somebody, and I, for making a championship push or to a younger receiver, a possible tight end, maybe even a guy as possible as like a guy like Njoku. Uh, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think that we've seen the high the high watermark here for um, Chris Carson's value. So I would hold him too if I owned him. I wouldn't I wouldn't be selling him. But you you just said like. You're approaching me now, like, hey, second round pick. So, like, would you say yeah? And that's I mean, why I would say no, though. Right. You okay. would say yeah today. I would sure. say no. Not saying I would never trade him. Right. I'm just saying I think that stock is going to rise. No, I, so guess, I guess. I guess the, the more that we talked, I guess. Um, I guess your answer is probably the mo- most correct one because, yeah, he's probably going to see a bump in value as okay. the year goes on. Just for all the guys that have yeah. him out there, just yep. to know what to do with them. If you're looking to sell. Uh, that's what you want to do. And obviously, if you need a running back, you're just going to hold all together. Sure. Unless you right. just want to get out. Right. Uh, but if you do want to get out, it's safe because it, it is. I know it's a cheap way to look at it, but it's 50-50. It's a 50-50 it's, shot. It's totally 50-50. So and it's not rocket science. You can't go on Twitter and let somebody tell you one thing or another. With a guy like Chris Carson, it's 50-50. And that's just to be viable, yep. not yep. even to be great, just to be viable. Because right. right now, everything I've seen on him, he, never, he doesn't look like a guy that's going to be like a great running back, but somebody good enough where you could play him. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to the Bengals and uh, Packers game here. Bengals actually get a little bit more life out of them. We talked about Joe Mixon. Finally, finally, just like we said, we said, hey, this Bill Lazor news is going to be fantastic for guys like A.J. Green and Joe Mixon. Sure enough, Jeremy Hill only gets seven carries, average 3.3 yards, which is close to his you know 3.0 or less value. Right. And then you bring in Joe Mixon, who averaged just a little bit better at 3.4, but he actually gets 18 carries, 62 yards. He's going to get a bump, but not there. Uh, he actually caught one more ball than Gio Bernard. Sure. Gio Bernard was only targeted twice in the passing game. Joe Mixon was targeted three times. Caught all three for 39 additional yards. So this is, as as he gets a little bit more comfortable, and Bill Lazor gets a little more comfortable, this is Lazor's M.O., thrown to guys like mm-hmm. this. I see a lot of going forward of the A.J. Green, Joe Mixon show. That's what it's going to be going forward. Like you mentioned, Tyler Croft's going to get a little bit of bump just because he's taking place for Eifert, but not enough to really stir the pot here for a dynasty value. No, no, but um, he's not a bad guy to pick up. I mean, if he's out there on the waiver wire, obviously pick him up. But um, He had the second most targets? He's the, he had the second most targets. He caught a lot of balls in college, so he's a guy that can do it. He was just injured last year when he got the opportunity, so he kind of took a backseat to C.J., uh, DJ Uzama or, or whatever, yeah. however you say that guy's last name. He doesn't catch a lot of balls. No. He's not a porn star. Oh, boy. Uh, here, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, the going forward, I mean, the only options you really have in Cincinnati are A.J. Green, Joe Mixon. If I'm a Tyler Boyd owner, I'm hoping, I'm praying on hope, maybe that he can get a little bump, but he only had one target as well. Uh, the target shares there were just, you know, A.J. Green had 13 of them. The second most was Tyler Croft with four. Right. And then on the Green Bay side, they said they're going to cut Ty Montgomery's shares down. They didn't cut his shares down. I think he actually had a little bit more action right. going on going into the week. But uh, what about, what do you think of Geronimo Allison? Um, guy I mentioned last week, man. And then he comes through with a big game, six receptions, 122 yards. Eight, eight targets as well. He's, a, I mean, he's a – Aaron Rodgers was talking him up. Sure. Aaron Rodgers made statements came out after the game. He said, I have no idea how this guy wasn't drafted because he is a playmaker. Right, and I think that's what he is. He's got Rodgers' trust. Uh, he sure does. It looks like he's settling in there. Um, 
you know, either third or fourth on the pecking order there. Um, Needs an injury, a guy like Randall Cobb being out to be a real viable option. But it looks like, and I and I saw a stat sheet. I can't remember who tweeted out. It was like a you know whether you know Waldman or one of those guys out there tweet out one of these good, really good expert fantasy guys. And they said they showed before the game uh, a stat comparison when like Cobb or somebody was out to Geronimo Allison and how he got this bump. And sure, sure. enough, here it is. So if he's available, if you have him. He will if Cobb misses another game or say I you know Jordy misses a game. Looks like Jordan Malay Allison will be a viable option going forward for at least this year. I agree. So I like him, yeah. Besides that, Green Bay is Green Bay, right? And Start and Ty everywhere. and Ty Montgomery, he had a slight little wrist injury or something like that, but he already returned to a full practice and should be fine going yeah. into the you know I thought game this yeah, week. Yeah, he catches, right. which is fantastic. I love him. I obviously I love him. The, no, there. I mean, there was some concern because it was a short turnaround. And they're playing on the Thursday night game, I believe. You know, what so. I think the big flop here was. That we kind of missed on was Martellus Bennett. Um, it's looking that way. Not catching footballs, he's no. dropping footballs. It's just, you know, we the tight end position there's always been concerned, but I thought him being a big target coming in, he'd be viable, but it's just not. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up turning that around at some point this year as well. Though eh. he's he's got the talent. Eh, um, it might just be a mental thing where he's he's trying to. Well, he needs to think about that talent while he's on my bench all right and never see the no i totally agree you shouldn't be starting him right now but i, I wouldn't be surprised if he let's move on because it's a, we're an hour and 10 minutes in we do sure. want to finish the show eventually because you know obviously the season shows are an hour and 20 minutes so if right. you have the time stick with us because now we're about to talk about a guy that i thought about trading for today cream hunt yes you did so i was thinking about today long and hard and i was like listen i have levy on bell what if i could flip levy on bell into cream hunt and something else the deal breaker was the guy wouldn't give up anything else. He went to flip Le'Veon Bell for Cream Hunt straight up. I told him I could not do that. Uh, sure. Now Cream Hunt, like fifty percent of his uh, yards have come on four carries. You know, having three carries over fifty yards helps that. But again, a monster game for one hundred seventy-two yards. Here is my thinking behind this. When I was thinking about going out and getting a Cream Hunt, okay, I was thinking, okay, maybe now is the time to get Cream Hunt, like David Johnson, his rookie year. That was the time to get Cream Hunt because now you're not getting David Johnson. Just not getting them. It's impossible. Correct. Andy Reid has a very good track record with his running backs. To say it's good would be kind of understatement. It's been fantastic. Guys like Jamal Charles, Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy. And Cream Hunt reminds me a lot of Brian Westbrook. And it wasn't just that as well. I was thinking, okay, it's not just people like, well, that's a lot to say off of just three games. But for me, it's not three games. I have all this college tape that I watched a lot of. This was a guy that you and I were Mm -hmm. pimping pretty hard that we said, hey, this guy is a first-round pick in your rookie draft. So I liked him. We talked about his balance, his overall three-down ability as a fantasy football running back, and all that is translated seamlessly to the NFL. I don't think this guy is a flash in the pan. I think he's a long-term play. So I was looking at if I can get four to six years out of Kareem Hunt at this level, high-end level, over those next couple of years with Le'Veon Bell, what is really going to be the point differential between him and Le'Veon Bell on a week-to-week basis? And maybe not even a week-to-week basis. At the end of the year, when we look at it, when we look at fantasy point totals, what will be the differential between Kareem Hunt and Le'Veon Bell? And with Le'Veon Bell's situation, obviously he's one situation away from being suspended for a long time. Sure. And he's most likely going to be playing for a different team next year. Now, the counterpoint to the different team is... That team's going to pay him a lot of money. He will be the focal point of the offense. But we are talking a new scheme, and that does not always work there. 
I agree. No, th- those are definitely contributing factors. I, I, we were in discussion. Uh, you and I, you were, you were kind of seeing what I thought of your trade. Yeah, you and, said it was Le'Veon Bell very, very easily. Well, I just, I mean, I, in a straight up offer, yeah, I was like, you should be, I, you better be getting something else for Kareem Hunt, and it's, and it is because of the short track record compared and to you the do, long and, track I, and I agree, you, you definitely should be getting something else for Kareem Hunt right. for sure. It's only fair, right? My point when I was talking to Mike, because I, I told Mike I was going to use a tiebreaker, was yes, that is definitely fair to get something today. But nine months from now, that second thing would be that second would be moot point. Whereas and right now, you can flip Le'Veon Bell for David Johnson and be okay with that. That's fair value. You can flip Le'Veon Bell for Zeke Elliott and it'd be fair value. You'd be okay with that. I'd still take Le'Veon numbers. Yeah, it's fair value. Let's put it that point. Sure. It's fair. Sure. Cream Hunt's not there. But if Cream Hunt plays in that Andy Reid system like he is now, and he can be consistent all year long this, that is more than fair. Um, And the way I looked at it, it was like, okay, so I'm just taking – I mean, I'm yeah, taking yeah. the it's, 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 So when I looked at it, it was like, if, if all's fair and face value down the road – why don't I take a couple more years out of a running back? That If you can get four to six years out of a young running back, that is worth its weight in gold in Dynasty Fantasy Football. I understand, I mean, but I, you don't think you can get four years out of Le'Veon Bell? I do, right. but there's there's red flags there with Le'Veon. No, I, I get it. I understand why you'd want to get and it's not like I don't like Le'Veon. Le- the whole point is here is like, yeah, it's not, I don't say this like I don't like Le'Veon, but I just don't happen to own Le'Veon Bell, right? I'm, you can make the same point with Zeke Elliott if you're a Zeke owner with the red flags there. But have you not seen guys that have done well in year one and then flamed out? Of Millions the of them, right? But not. But there's tons of them. I, that's I, that's why in my eyes you have to get something but, else. But and I just wrote, or I was texting with you. I went, you live with a whole bunch yes, of zeros. You're rookies, and, but, and and it's fine. You just you fall in love with these guys this a is, lot quicker than I do. The the, the offset which you just said though is is yes, I've seen those guys that have come in and had a good year ones and that but I have not seen not guys that I've loved their tape. You know what I mean? This is Remember the Monty Ball trade. I remember the Monty Ball <laughs> Just okay. remember okay. the Monty Ball trade. See, that's what I need to bring me back down a little bit. Yes. You okay. literally traded no, But Monty Ball never did anything good in the NFL though. <laughs> he never did anything good. But remember the Monty Ball that was trade. That was Monty Ball for Le'Veon Bell. I'm just I'm just letting you know. This just goes back to something that I really liked sure. on tape as a rookie. And he's coming in and doing exactly what I thought his ceiling would be. No, no. He's blown the top off. He's Hurricane Irma. He All is right. blown the top off. I'm just putting a point out there. I think I, when I we really, re- I, when I we really like this. Kareem Hunt. Don't get me wrong. I think he's much better than Monty Ball. I just hope. I just. I, I'm just saying. Remember, his the shoelace is better than Moneyball. <laughs> I just hope it's not one of those things where, like, I look back a year from now and I go, "Yeah, I should have made that trade." I I get, I get you. I know you what know? you're saying. Yep. My my kept the word I kept repeating in text to a couple people was, "Being proactive," you know, because it's going to get to a point whether either, yeah, I didn't really make out on this deal, or I did it right at the right time because now he's untouchable. Okay. Right. So, and then besides that, in that team you have uh, Tyree Kill, who's a fantastic fantasy football option. He's the only other option there. Travis Kelsey had a bummer of a game there. 
Right. No, followers. you can't call Tyreek. Yeah, yeah, you can't call Tyreek. The only other option, because Travis Kelsey is there. Um, it's only a matter of time before, you know, Travis Kelsey's getting fed um, a bunch of targets as well. I mean, there's there's only so many people, you know, once they can start committing or over committing to stopping Kareem Hunt, you know, it's going to open up things for Kelsey. It's going to open up things for Tyreek Hill. So or it's, to your mother. It, it, they have a very nice triangle there of, of playmakers. On the other side, our boy Hunter Henry has a second game out of three that wasn't even targeted. That total jerk. It wasn't even targeted. That total jerk. I started I started him this week <laughs> <laughs> in two leagues. I sat Jimmy Graham in two leagues uh, and started Hunter Henry in both of them. And you know what? It was just a weird week overall. It was, fans it was an odd week. It, yeah. it, it, this week, I would I, I don't hold any truth to most of this week. A lot of guys that were kind of nicked up right. end up having good games. And then guys that you thought would have a good game after did nothing. So I'm not really putting it the, the factor, but it's somewhat worrisome there. Uh, We're I'd, starting to settle into things, though, a little bit. So um, I would expect things to start leveling out and stop yo-yoing as much as they have in the first three weeks. I would think on this game, I took the most way out of this game on the Chargers side would be actually, you know, the disappearance of Tyrell the Gazelle, who is somewhat, you know, not really rebounded. I thought he'd be a really solid wide receiver, too, like low-end wide receiver, too, this year. All right, he got seven targets. He only, yeah, he only converted Yeah, but he's just not producing. Right. I don't care about targets. I mean, I like to target faster, but you need to produce those targets in fantasy points. Right now, he's got a big red arrow pointing down to him. Kansas City's got a tough defense as well, though. So I mean, very tough defense. Yeah. Marcus Peters one of the best in the game, sure. son. So I mean, I mean, you're gonna have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt this week. I wouldn't go, you know, skies falling completely here. On, Raiders, on Redskins. Let's move on here. Let's move on. You're really slowing down the show here, buddy. Sorry, man. Let's let's move. A lot of things to talk about when you go through all this action. Yeah, there is. This is what this is what in seasons for though. Uh, Raiders side, you have. What are you for, mate? Um, Raider side. You showed me a four. Five, four. Tribe? Yeah. Nice. That's what Five, I got. four, That's tribe. I can't. I am way too focused over here. Sorry. Perfect. I need those updates, though. I know. Uh, Raider side, Marshawn Lynch, six carries, 18 yards. Again, uh, we said this earlier. If you picked up Mar- – before the season started, we said if you picked up Marshawn Lynch off your waiver wire, flip him while you still can while he ha- has good value. I am still – obviously, he dudded this weekend, but I, he's going to rebound. Marshawn Lynch had those Next, last couple of yeah. years that it wasn't that good, and he's older now. So, if anything, I would expect him to flame out at the end of the year, not get stronger there. I'm still looking to sell Lynch why he still holds value to somebody that needs a running back. Jared Cook had a good game. He was one of my sneaky picks at uh, on my radio show on Sunday. I said, start Jared Cook as my sneaky pick. Nice pick, man. Uh Michael Crabtree obviously has a huge game last week, but when you got Josh Norman on the side, he is kind of downplayed this week to one catch, seven yards. Him and Cooper both, one catch. Right? One catch apiece, yeah, one catch. Cooper's got to get together, man. He's, yeah. I obviously dropped in my dynasty ranks a little bit this week. I think he's still one of the best route runners out there, but his hands have got – if you're open, you got to catch the football. You absolutely do. Hence why I bumped Stephon Diggs ahead of him. But just one of those games where, like we said, weird week. They all dud. Look for a little good rebound game for them next De- week. Definitely look for a rebound. On the flip side, Chris Thompson. Give me, 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 want, want, want. Stud. Stud. Yeah, no, he's he's great, Six catches, 150 yards. Yeah. Touchdown. Let me say it again. Six catches, 150 yards. On my ESPN show on Sunday, knew my not-so-obvious start of the week was? I'm guessing Chris Thompson. It was Chris Thompson. Mm-hmm. I told everybody. Dude, listen. 
if you are up on Sunday mornings, Eastern time from eight to nine, I do a radio show on ESPN Cleveland and my whole show is based on not so obvious starts. You guys want to start and I am in fuego. Mm-hmm. I gave you Chris Thompson this week, Buck Allen last week and JJ Nelson the week before Tariq Cohen the week before that. Look at me. Ooh. I'm winning people fantasy games. People are tweeting at me and calling me up on the radio going, thanks man. You're helping me. I'm like, that's what I'm here for. That is what I'm here for. Chris Thompson's here to stay. Yeah or nay? Yes, he is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's it's never been. It's another guy. Never been a question of talent. Been a question of him staying healthy. So as long as he stays healthy, yes, he's going to be here to stay. Um, their other running backs don't do anything like what he does, which is you know catch passes and be explosive. Um, Samaj P. Ryan, um, pretty inefficient day. Um, only two point six yards a carry on nineteen carries. Um, they they've already basically come out and said that uh, uh, Fat Rob is the guy. Still. Oh yeah. So as soon as he gets healthy, he'll be back to his number. So one we look status. back in, back in time. Uh, this is exactly what I thought we saw Samaji P Ryan. Remember uh, during the draft, there was a couple of players that we said like Juju Smith that we didn't want nothing part of. Samaji P Ryan was one of those guys we said we wanted nothing nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. People were taking Samaji P Ryan ahead of Cream Hunt, that is and cool. we said, "What the Please. hell are you doing? This guy is a guy that does not catch footballs." He's going to be like a LeGarrette Blunt. What he's going to do, and this is exactly what he looks like, just a in-between-the-tackles guy. He averaged 2.6 yards per carry this time. I think it's going to be pretty much his career, not averaging 2.6, but just somebody where he may help the Washington Redskins in short yardage in certain situations. He's not long for your fantasy football team, and that's exactly what right. we said he was going to do in Dynasty Rookie Drafts. That's exactly why we told you not to draft him, and if you did – then why are you even listening to the podcast? No, yeah, and he definitely does help the Redskins because he does wear down defenses. He's yes. a big, strong guy, and he can wear them down and beat them up. But beating up a linebacker doesn't get you any points because no. it's, it's a two-yard carry that just bruises up a linebacker. Yes. It does not get you any points, man. No thanks to Samaj P. Right. So I did see um, you know, Josh Dotson had one catch, and the one catch he did had was uh, like the highlight film of Josh Dotson. We see where he jumped up, went over the defensive back, and got the football. Right. That's what I like to see. I want to see Josh Dotson do more of that. I need to stay him, uh, see him pick it up a little bit. Like I predicted in my bold predictions, Terrell Pryor would fizzle in Washington. And right now, he's like a shaking can of Coca-Cola. He is fizzing away. Fizz, fizz, fizz. Fizzle away, Terrell Pryor. Fizzle away. <laughs> Should have signed that long-term contract in Cleveland, you bum. But I'm glad you didn't. Move on to the next game, shall we? Last game here, the Monday Nighter, Cowboys and Cardinals. Dak Prescott is the real deal, Holyfield. He is a quarterback one. Yes. He has been a quarterback one all three weeks when a few players have to have done that. So he is a long-term play there. Zeke Elliott getting right back in the swing of things. Will you be around for the next couple weeks? We do not know. He might still miss some games. He might. Yeah, this is such a weird situation. I wish it would just go away. Um, but it's not, so it's here to stay. Yeah. Yay. Besides a lot, lot of uncertainty. Besides that receiving game, nothing to really like anywhere around. Everybody had a bad game. Everybody does. Brian saved it with a touchdown. Besides, they only two catches. Jason Wynn had one catch. Bryce Butler uh, had two catches. Nothing to see there. The leaders in the receiving field were Ezekiel Elliott and Terrence Williams. But, hey, the guy you still want there is Des Bryant. Good to see Noah Brown involved right, uh, a little yeah. bit. Might nice, a nice deep dynasty stash. If he's on your waiver wire, you got a spot. I would definitely stash Noah Brown just to see what I have in there. Right. Uh, and then on the flip side for the Cardinals, like we said, none of those running backs are anybody that you want there. Uh, none of them. I mean, yeah, no, it sounds like they're going to go with Chris Johnson as a starter. But yeah, you want nothing to do with him that as guy, well. That guy's done, man. And guess what? Larry Fitz is still good at football. Hey, look at that. 13 receptions, 149 yards, and touchdown. Um, so, so they were really heavily targeting uh, Fitzy in this one. 
they were really actually cruising. I thought they were going to destroy the Cowboys the way they looked on their first couple of drives. Um, I think Palmer started off like 11 for 11. You know what? That goes right back to, I think Tony Romo made a really good point, like the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals were in their first 20 plays, looked fantastic. They're scripted. They're all the scripted plays. And so. what did Tony Romo say? He's like, now that the Bengals are go done with their scripted plays, look for the Packers to really start to do something here. Right. And sure enough, he was dead on. So could have been a very similar thing. Things here. to watch here. Right. Yes. It could Arizona. be exact same thing here. Nothing else to see. Good to see Jerron Brown, but Jerron Brown's going to be Jerron Brown. That's what he does. JJ Nelson didn't come up with a catch. He did have a big catch that he just got out of bounds with. It was a really big catch for like 70 yards. But just got out of bounds. But he was a little bit banged up. So still a viable sure. option there. Was the wide receiver three going into the week. But he was banged up. Jerron Brown missed uh, just missed another touchdown as well. He yeah. scored a touchdown and they got called, called back, back for holding. So. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it. That's the dynasty news for the Whew. week. Those are your stashes. Those are your plays. Another long show. But, hey, if we're not going to cover it all, then what's, what's, the the, point? what's the point? What's the point? Right. right. Why, why, why skip over things? So we'll be back, ne- back next week doing the same exact Thing as we get through the season here it's going to go fast make sure you're starting to get a little bit feel of your team right are you a seller are you a buyer don't be stuck in the middle if you feel like you're stuck in the middle make moves now people Do are it. going down take capital you know capitalize on that at the very least go get through week four and either start blowing it up or making some moves because now's the time to do it this is where people get desperate remember you're not going to be able to get these 18 picks five months from now you're not going to be able to get them Nope. It's going to be too hard to come by. If you want 18 picks, the time is getting now. And just like this class, don't be afraid to get as many second-round picks as you possibly can. All right? True statement. In the meantime, check out DynastyNerds.com. Every single week, we have your waiver wire pickups. We have what you learn throughout the week. We have great articles by all our writers. Make sure you get on the iTunes. Give us a rating and review. I asked last week to get us to those two more. We got two more. Nice. We're at 270. We're only 30 away from being at 400. So I meant 370. <laughs> Perfect. As always, if you want to support the podcast, that's a good way to do it for free is get on iTunes, leave us a rating and review. I check it every day. Love to hear what you guys think of the show. And if you want to support the show financially, obviously we have the donation page on there to help pay for the podcast and pay our writers. But, of course, you can buy the most comfortable T-shirt in the world, and that's the Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. I sent one to one of our writers, John. He, he wrote me. He's like, dude. You weren't fibbing. No fibs. This thing fits like a glove. Yeah, no fibs. This here. is the most comfortable shirt I own. And I'm like, dude, we don't false advertise on a TV show. What the? You think we'd sell those shirts and say they're the most comfortable shirts ever? And then all the Twitter people are like, not back it up. Get out of here, dude. Way to sell me this iron board. No, they're <laughs> the most comfortable shirts you'll ever wear. Guaranteed to increase your high five intake. Make sure you get one. You'll look good. Guaranteed. You're, whatever sex you're attracted to, they're gonna be more attracted to you. Right, so make right sure you get on a Dyson Nerds T-shirt. Uh, and good luck to your fantasy teams next week. Hopefully everybody stays healthy. There you you can follow me on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site, at Dynasty Nerds. Until then, hasta la pasta. <laughs> Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter, at Dynasty Nerds. 